You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Claire's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 199. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you today. Casey Campbell, Temptation Island, Season 1. If you've been a fan since Season 1, you know she was a weekly guest back then. Well, now she is back. We haven't spoken to her since the end of Season 2 of Temptation Island. Got a lot of things to talk about with Casey, which we'll get to momentarily. I know a lot of you are waiting on spoilers and stuff like that, and obviously, if I had them, I'd post them. I don't have them yet, so I will get them to you when I can. And when I get them, and that's the latest on spoilers. Sorry, Um, there's nothing else to say. There's been a lot of things that happened this week in Bachelor Nation. Two things that a lot of you have emailed me about over the last couple days. The interviews that Nick Vile did with Nikki Farrell and Victoria F., Victoria Fuller. I haven't heard either of them. I don't really want to listen to them, but I know you want a reaction. I don't think I'm going to give you a very long, detailed reaction if I do get around to listening to them, but I will address it on Sunday night, if if uh, whether I've listened to them or I had somebody recap it for me, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I... <laughs> I, do do I really have to sit through two interviews of, of Nick Vile's podcast? I I don't want to, so we'll see. But anything I have to say about those two will be addressed in Sunday's Live with Ashley Spivey, which is always, every Sunday night, always very entertaining. Sunday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific on my Instagram Live, which is just at Reality Steve. And as for anything else going on in Bachelor Nation, obviously the spoilers are the big thing. And we are done with Bachelor programming until October 13th when Claire's season starts airing. I say Claire, I keep wanting to say Claratia or Claisha since we know it's both of them. But um, yeah, October 13th. So we've got nothing. No more GOAT episodes. Those are all done. Thank God. I watched the first three or four. I never watched one minute of probably the last six. So anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at with that. But I will I will address those two podcasts if I get around to listening to them on Sunday. Um, One podcast that um, I did listen to was Katie Morton on Olivia Caridi's podcast. If you haven't heard that, go listen to it. It's really good. And I thought Katie. Again, somebody that's out of contract decided to kind of spill the beans on what went really went down and how she was feeling with the whole Chris Bukowski thing on the last season of Paradise that we saw, which was season six. And once again, a contestant tells you, yeah, what you saw is not what happened. So go check that out. But um, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is podcast number 199, which means next week is 200. When we were approaching my 100 podcast I didn't plan ahead 
I was just like, look, it's tough because I usually record my podcast one week in advance or even the day before sometimes, but it's never more than a week out. But this one I was like, I, you know, it's 200. I want to get somebody good. I want to get somebody that I've never had on before. And I did accomplish that. And it is Bachelor Nation. And it is somebody that is relevant to the franchise and somebody that has never been on this podcast before. You're all going to hear it. And the only hint I'm going to give you is that it's personal to me. This isn't going to be like a tea-spilling podcast. This isn't going to be like a Colton podcast or a Meredith Phillips podcast or anything like that. This is just someone from the franchise that I think is an excellent guest. And I have already recorded it. And so when you're hearing this right now, I'll probably tweet it out later today. But it is recorded, and um, I'll let you know about it uh, on my Twitter. This isn't something I need to you know, keep secret for a week or whatever, you know, because it's not, there's no tea being spilled in this. I think at the end of this podcast, you'll hear me say I haven't recorded it yet because I recorded the ending probably two days ago, but I'm recording this opening the night before you're listening to this. And yeah, I recorded it today. So it's all set to go and it's a lot of fun, especially the ending, but um, I'll I'll let you know who it is and kind of fill you in on that. But uh, anyway, That'll be episode number 200. Wow. Next week. Started in December of 2016. Yeah. December of 2016. This is going to be four years I've been doing this podcast. Crazy. Anyway, uh, you're going to like Casey Campbell and this one because, especially if you followed her since season one, this is, uh, I, I just I just love how she's a changed woman since that season. We talk about uh, what's going on with season three just a little bit off the top of Temptation Island, if you didn't know, it started filming two days ago in Maui after it was shut down from filming in Maui about a month ago. So we talk about that. We talk about her relationship with Evan, and if you haven't seen her YouTube videos or her or Morgan Lohler's uh, YouTube videos, I suggest you go watch those at some point. And we talk about how the whole Casey and Morgan relationship came to be, their friendship that has developed from both being with Evan and the stories that they shared and stuff like that. And then a very interesting conversation. We spent a good 15 or 20 minutes on the fact that Casey has started an OnlyFans account. And I know a lot of you have a stigma towards OnlyFans, and I'll be the first to admit, so did I, up until about, I don't know, like a month ago, maybe two months ago, where I just thought, okay, if you have an OnlyFans account, you're doing porn. There are plenty of people that do porn on OnlyFans, but that's not what OnlyFans is for. That's not the only thing you can use it for. So uh, a very good discussion about that and why she decided to start an OnlyFans account, even though it's no nudes and no porn. So we get into that as well. So let's just get going. Here it is, podcast number 199. Okay, let's bring her in. You remember her from season one of Temptation Island. She was a weekly podcast guest uh, during that season which seems like it was about 15 years ago now. <laughs> it didn't even seem recent. It's Casey Campbell. Casey, how are you? I'm good and happy to be back. I, I love to miss you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. It's been probably, I'm trying to think of the last time we had you on. It was about a year. We talked about the season. I think the last time we had you on, we wrapped up the season two shenanigans that were going on. Yes, yes, that is actually, it was like a year ago. Crazy. Yeah. And um, my gosh. We talk about Temptation Island, and so, like, I don't know. I think it was three or four weeks ago, Uh we saw a story break 
out of Maui that, hey, Temptation Island season three about to begin <laughs> filming. And then literally within 24 hours, the shut down, the, the, the locals out there, are they called, what are they called? Well, you call them Hawaiians, I, but are they locals. the Maui locals? Okay. Locals, yeah, definitely. I was going to call them the Mauians or something, but probably, <laughs> I probably just offended somebody by saying that. But okay, Aww. so the locals, the locals in Hawaii, literally I stormed the the the, the, the mayor's the, the mayor's office and was like, "No, we're not having this show here. I don't care yeah. if they're isolated. I don't care if you do testing and all that. We're not having it." And then it just yeah. within twenty four hours it was shut down. But now the latest is as we record this on Tuesday, September 8th is filming is set to go today. And we're going to see a premiere in January, right? Yeah. I'm actually stoked. And I heard they're, um, they like season one and season two, they filmed for a month. They're actually filming for two whole months and they're quarantined like in one resort in Maui. So everything is going to go down at this one resort. Um, it was actually where I had, my um overnight date so it's a sick sick resort like i mean it's amazing the amenities it's on the beach like it's insane i wonder if that's going to change a little bit of the dynamic in terms of you know when you're on the show at least the first two seasons that we saw you women are with single guys at one side of the island and the men are with a bunch of single women on the other side of the island now if everyone's going to be in the same spot Will there be more opportunity for the couples to, I don't know. Run into each other. Run into each other, <laughs> meet up with each other, secretly try and get out and be like, I don't know. Like we just, we won't know until this is all said and done. And, you know, we start hearing stuff once people are back and yeah. once filming is over. But um, it, it seems like you can't do the same exact thing you did in seasons one and seasons two in the, no. in the same resort. No, and this is the thing because, like, I know what the resort's like because it was me, Val, I think, um, Shari, and Justin. And it's big enough where you can, like, literally be on, like, two opposite sides of the resort and, like, not see each other. But that was only four of us. I can't imagine doing it with, like, eight people in the couples and then 12 single girls, 12 single guys, and, like, nobody running into each other. Um, Like, it's a huge resort, but, like, I don't know how – I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be it's going to be a different season for sure. Yeah, and you know what? The biggest thing for me is I'm just glad there's a season. I mean, I'm glad yeah. I'm glad that we're doing it. Um, it. It's been proven, especially since The Bachelorette just completed yep. their filming. It's been proven this bubble thing works, and you can film and, a and show. And Love Island too. And Love Island, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's still going no, so on. It's definitely possible. Yeah, with Love Island still going on, and. Um, Big Brother is happening as we speak. Yep. You know that's being filmed. So the bubble thing works. Now are the are you know not that the dates in season one and season two were ever really. You didn't go very far, right? It was just like, hey, let's go down to the beach. Hey, we're gonna go parasailing. I mean, you got to uh-huh. do stuff. The dates this season are probably gonna be the same of like Bachelorette and and Love Island, where you're just not leaving the immediate area that you're staying in. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. And I know the resort, like, they have a lot of stuff going on. Like, I didn't even get an experience at all. They have, like, multiple pools. It's literally on the beach, so you can walk to the beach. Um, There's restaurants, um, like, clubs. I mean, it's, like, a very spas. Like, there's a there's a lot to do at this resort. It's um the Andas in Maui. Yeah, the Andas. Okay, so... So they'll definitely be able to do, like, date ideas that are on the resort. It's... um. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm kind of excited to see how it all works. I'm curious 
I don't know if we'll ever get a, a, a story. Maybe the Maui newspaper will write about it again. But I'm curious to see if the locals are still pissed. And, if you know, yeah. obviously they were able to get through it to where they were like, look, this is what we're doing. And maybe they had to explain to all the locals, this is how filming is going to take place. You're safe. Yeah. Don't worry. This COVID isn't going to spread because – Everybody on that set is going to be uh, tested and assuming everyone's negative. It's not going to go anywhere because they're not going anywhere outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I've lived on, um, I've lived in Hawaii before on the big island. So I definitely know like how the locals are. They're very protective over their islands. And like, I think the thing for them is like on an island, like any sort of disease or whatever, like can spread so fast. So I think that's why they're freaking out. And plus it's like such a big production. Like, I don't think people realize like how many people go on to the island. I mean, like when we go to film TI on Maui, like we take over the island. Like it's everyone knows everywhere we go. There's people like with their camera phones, like recording. So I just think they already knew like what it was like. And I think they just kind of panicked, but I do know that um, because I've talked to a few different people, I think like production and the network, they actually like sent a proposal to like the mayor and the governor of exactly like the safety protocols that are going to happen and how it's all going to work. And that's why it got like re re like non postponed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was they had to explain to them this is what it's going to go. And I remember texting you about it because I remembered when we had our talks back on your season. You Mm -hmm. had talked about the fact that you lived with Evan in Hawaii for a while. So you were very familiar with how low, because I was like, Casey, why are these people freaking out? It's a TV show. And you were like, no, this is. No, it's serious. Yeah. Because they already like, I mean, like everything about the islands is like so sacred. So already having like production and like movies filmed on their islands, it's already like kind of not the they're not fond of it, I guess is how we can word it. So then on top of it, adding like a pandemic, they're just like, they freaked out. And I totally, I wasn't surprised at all by that outcome. Yeah. And I think it's funny because there are so many things that are filmed out there. I mean, lost filmed out there for six years and, Oh yeah. And Jurassic, I know parts of Jurassic park were filmed out there if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. And it's just, I, I mean, there's probably way, more other productions that I'm just forgetting, but those those are two big productions that I know filmed in Hawaii, yeah, uh, quite a bit. And it's just like it's weird that they it's I get why they feel that way, but then you're also like, well, hey, this draws attention to you guys. But I guess that's their yeah, thing is they don't want tourists. They don't want tourists though. They don't want people no. coming to visit. That's what they don't. No, want. No true locals, like true Hawaiian locals. Um, yeah, they're not about like tourists and all that because it's like they want to keep the sacred like keep it sacred yeah you know with season three starting today and Mm -hmm. i didn't i had no idea it was filming for two months that's going to be interesting so now they're going to be i can't even imagine like that's like people are definitely leaving their significant others like two months two months are you shitting me (laughs) there's no way i wouldn't have lasted two months i'd have a whole new man (laughs) There's no way. It only took Evan two. It, it only took Evan two weeks to drop you. Uh, I mean, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like no, sixty days. We, six, we're getting all sorts of new couples. I, I just can't unless unless literally a couple that goes out there. One of the four couples goes and just is kind of on the mentality of Shari and Javen, where yeah. they are like that, and 
and they don't even last two months, and they just say, look, after a month, even production is like, look, we're we're not getting anything out of them. They clearly yeah. are there for each other, and we and, and they up. left and let they let them <laughs> let them go home and just be like, all right, maybe you can leave. right. Um, that would be interesting. And who knows if they replaced them with another couple? Because I remember on the original, that did happen. One of the couples. You're right. Yeah, one of the couples did. What wasn't um. They were like, actually, didn't they have a kid together or something? I think so. Yeah. And they, yeah. Found, and they found out about it long after the fact, which is amazing that how, you know, know that shows man. you it's the early stages of reality TV. There'd be no way that somebody that could, could get on a reality now. show right now, a couple get on a reality show right now with a kid and production yeah. not even know about it. Like, come on. No, not even possible. <laughs> not even close. They know, yeah. they know your best friend from college's phone number. I, I mean. They, oh, yeah. <laughs> They, 100%. they would know if you had a kid, but, and I wonder, do, have you heard anything in regards of because they're filming for two months, maybe it's more than four couples or is it still four? Um, that I haven't heard. Um, I do know just like knowing like production and the different people that work on it, they're very much like they want to stick to the formula because they've, they've talked about like spinoffs and stuff. And actually I was almost going to be a single on season three, but, um, with, their original Temptation Island, they're very about sticking to the formula. Four couples, 12 singles, no like all stars. It's very, they're very strict on that. So I don't think they would, but then at the same time, it's like they might want to spice some things up because it's going to be back right when everyone's really needing a new show. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're looking at, you said, like you said, two months. I mean, oh. Like it, unless you no have a Shari and Javen, two months, yeah. and I'm like loyal as hell. Yeah, unless you have a Shari and Javen out there, one of the four couples, I, I, I got to think we're getting four breakups again. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We're gonna call it right now. Yeah. That there's four breakups. <laughs> that's that's a long time. Unless, like we mentioned earlier, during these two months, they do give the couples more than a video clip. Where maybe they give them. Yeah, that's a good point. You get a call. You get a call once a week. I don't know, but then you would know or what was what going if, on with the other person. That's the whole point. They what if they did like an overnight date, like a month in, where you could go with a single or your original significant other? Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it would. I mean, it's a good idea because then. Right? But, well, then it would just be like, holy shit, he didn't choose me. He's been over there for a month and he didn't choose me. Like, Right. Then it's almost immediate breakup once you do that. Immediate. If, if they don't get chosen. I mean, there's so many different ways they can go with this. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. And it, and it, and it I, wasn't I until you wait. told me. I had no idea. We were looking at two months. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's because, like, they're kind of limited with, like, date options. And I think because there's so many people filming at the same resort. Because, you know, like, when it was Beach Villa and Mountain Villa, we could be filming, like, entire days at each location without worrying about having to run into each other. Yeah. And we had different, like, production teams, like a Beach Villa production team, a Mountain Villa production team. I think the reason why it's taking so long is because it's all the same spot. So they have to do, like, one day we're filming the guys and the girls are just staying in their rooms. And then Ah. one day we're filming – you know what I mean? So it's, like, a lot longer. So it's longer, but the amount of time that they spend filming the girls versus the guys is actually – Ends up being That's what I'm thinking. That's like yeah. the only reason why I would think it would be a whole extra month, you know? Okay. So I want to ask you this, and it's it's really weird because it's yours was two years ago and whatnot, and you guys were uh-huh. like, even though the show had been on before, it was early 2000s, it's totally different 
t- this time around. You guys were more of like guinea pigs on on your first oh, yeah. season of Temptation Island Definitely. because it was it was being rebooted. But 15 years later, it's like, look, we, we're starting over. Yeah. I don't even know if you can do this because of your experience, but what would be the best advice you could give any couple going on this show? Well, besides just don't do it at all if you want to stay together. Because, um, I, I mean, I think most people look at the show just like, Anybody who's really serious and really at a crossroads of their relationship shouldn't do this show. You, yeah. You just shouldn't. Uh, it's just not going to go well for you. But, yeah. And out of eight couples that we've seen in first two seasons, Shari and Javen are the only ones still together. Now, Nicole and Carl did find their way back to each other, which is yep. something I want to talk about. But <laughs> what would be your best advice to give to a couple going on this show Maybe even taking your own experience out of it because yours was just so bizarre. Yeah. My advice, and I've actually thought about this before and people have asked me this. Um, first off, in my mindset and who I am today, if I was like truly like in love with someone and they were in love with me and like we're building a life together, I mean the thought of like putting him on a show like that with me, it wouldn't even cross my mind. Exactly. So I think my biggest advice is like just the fact that you guys are willing to do this is already a major red flag. So go into that and just know that this might not be your person because you don't bring your person to temptation islands. So go into it, be respectful of your partner because like you want to be a good person and karma is a bitch, but like also listen to your gut and your feelings in your heart because you might find your person in the show to be totally honest. If you like you're there for a reason and it's not because you're with the right guy or right girl. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, if you're really serious about somebody and they're serious about you and you guys are really at a point in your relationship, you would never go on this show in never. the first place. No, never. Like I've actually thought about it. Like I've liked different guys like through over the past two years. And I'm like, would I, I want to go on like TI if like we were like serious and I'd be like, fuck no. Like there's no way. Like I couldn't be paid. Yeah, like no, it's, not, not happening. It's just not, it's great entertainment for us, but for real life situation and a real life relationship. No, you don't want to put yourself in that position. You don't want to put your significant other because the whole point of this show is look, I I know producers have a job and I know that they want to see people grow in their relationships. But the bottom line is if they had a show where four couples went on and four couples never got tempted and never got cheated and never cheated on the other, it it wouldn't, it would be, it wouldn't be interesting. Sorry. No, it wouldn't be interesting. That's the thing is like at the end of the day, we're trying to make a TV show. And we're trying to get ratings. So it's like, yeah, like that's great if we have like one happily ever after. But there can't be more than one happily ever after, you know, yeah. <laughs> like we, we have a storyline to make happen. Yeah, it just would be so boring. And you know what? After season two, which set the bar so high when you had sex on the first night with someone. Oh, my God. It, yeah, it's like. It's almost like, well, gosh, if we if we don't have sex or anything like that right away or yeah. if we don't have some sort of cheating immediately, we're almost behind the eight ball behind season two. I mean, right. For everything that happened on your season and, and all the bad stuff that, uh, you know, the with Evan and, and Morgan getting together, 
it still didn't happen until episode five. And then last yeah. last season they come back with Ashley H and um what's his name? Kwame. No, what's his name? What was his name? Um, KB. Wait, Ashley G and KB. Ashley G, yeah, not Ashley H. Ashley G and KB um, happened on the first day. So it's like, yeah, well, well, how do we top that? Um, the only way you top that, I guess, would be a threesome on the first day. Like, that would be like, the only yeah. way. And that's something we even got last season. So I think it's, look, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, look, people, you have to understand what's going on here. They're going to make a show where there's cheating is going to happen. Uh, yeah. And you 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 kind of have to be ready for that. And, oh, 100%. And I don't think I mean we talked about it enough with your season. I don't think you were ready or you I, I don't think you ever thought it would happen to you. No. So like that's the thing. Like what you said earlier is we were guinea pigs. It, 100%. Like I don't think people realize how in the dark season 1 cast was and how real season 1 cast was. It's like we all singles couples none of us knew what we were really signing up for like it really was like everything was in the moment everything was real like it was it was an insane experience and season two like yeah it was fun to watch but I get messages all the time I see comments on different like blogs and stuff it wasn't the same um genuine like realness that we had in season one because they were prepared they they knew what they were signing up for they knew what was going to happen they knew how it was going to work um they knew what limits to push I mean we didn't know any of that everything that happened with us was real in the moment and like raw and like it was nuts season one, like a hundred percent. None of us knew how crazy it was going to be. And you wonder if casting for season three, when they were doing casting, if they kind of asked couples to do it that, I don't know, didn't really care to watch season one or season two. Like you almost have to get the naive people because getting someone want to get that season one realness again. Yeah. Cause you, 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 if you ask somebody, if you ask a couple to come out to LA and you interview them and you put them in front of production and they're like, Oh my God, we love season one. We love the Shari and Javen couple. And we, de- yeah. and they dissected both seasons. It'd be like, we don't want them because they're going to try and game the system and they're going to, yeah. they're going to try and outdo us. And we don't want that type of headache. We want people that are really oblivious to how reality TV works. It's kind of hard. Exactly. It's kind of hard in 2020 to find somebody like that, but there are people out there. Um, yeah. And then you're going to have your couple. There's certainly going to be a couple that goes on it strictly that tells themselves whether or not they end up cheating or not. Probably yes. But that, <laughs> that tells themselves pre-show, babe, this will be great for us. It'll be great yeah. for our Instagram followings and all this stuff, you know. I, yeah, you like know. that's like me and Evan, like yeah. straight up. Like in my gut, I like knew that this is like not normal and like this is a, bad, a red flag. But that was literally our mindset. We're like, we're going to get like followers and like life's going to be great. Like we're going to get like paid deals after this. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like straight up, like there's definitely going to be a naive couple like that. <laughs> Kind of turned out a little bit different than that for you. <laughs> a little bit, but better, honestly. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, I, I don't even know how many people know this. Um, I mean, I'm sure, you, obviously, your people that are big fans of you and have followed you ever since your season um, are, are, are well aware of what's happened in the last few months with, with yeah. you and Morgan and releasing videos and stuff like that. But for those that don't know, you know, we've gone over your season with Evan uh, ad nauseum like i said you were a weekly guest back then yeah um evan left you mid or left you on that season for morgan 
you basically told everybody, you said it on my podcast, like, look, wish them the best, but this ain't going to last. I know him. <laughs> I, I know I know who he is, and I know he's going to do it to her just like he did it to me. Yep. She didn't listen to you. Um, nope. And then for those that don't know, you know, tell everyone how you and Morgan post Morgan and Evan's breakup, how you guys came together. You shared your stories about your time with Evan, yeah. and you kind of grew closer because of it, and then each – within the last month or two, released your own YouTube videos talking about what it was like dating Evan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my past interviews and podcasts with you and what, even on the show, like, you can see there's, like, a part where, like, me and Nicole are walking away and I'm like, this girl has no idea what she just signed up for. Like, I've been saying it in the most respectful way because – I know Evan better than anyone in this world. It's a fact. I don't care what anyone says. It's just a fact. Like, I do. I know that man. Um, you had 10 years with so, him. I mean, for people that forget, yeah. you had 10 years with this yeah. guy, with the last six being a couple? Felt or? like five. Five and five? a half, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, no, but like, I know him. So, I always was respectful about it, but I'm also a very honest, blunt person. So I would always say, it's like, I wish them the best. Like, I hope that they're going to get married. I hope they have a happily ever after. And I hope he's really changed. But no, like, it's a matter of time. Like, but even me saying a matter of time, I actually did think that they would get married and like have kids and this would happen in like five years. Like, I thought he would keep his shit together longer than like a year. (laughs) Like, (laughs) His, like, game has really gotten poor. So, basically, I was just chilling. I think it was a couple days before New Year's Eve. I was chilling. I was get at, like, an eyelash appointment. Um, at the time, Erica was my roommate. And I always have my phone on Do Not Disturb. Like, anyone that knows me knows this. So, I never get calls or texts until I, like, check my phone. So I finally get done with my um, eyelash appointment and I'm not even kidding the amount of like text messages and calls I had from Erica. I thought like some like I thought someone died. Knock on wood. Like I literally was like something insane has happened. So I immediately call her. I don't even read the messages. And she's like, so basically Evan just did like everything and more to Morgan and she wants your number and I don't want to give it to her unless like you have permission. And I'm not going to lie. At first, my initial first reaction was like this is gonna sound bad but i've been nothing but nice to her since but it was originally like fuck this girl like no way i'm not giving her my number and i called my dad and my mom and dad both were like no do not give her her number she needs to deal with this on her own after everything she did to you and like bullied you online and like it was ridiculous casey do not do it so i spent like an hour or two just like kind of thinking about it and i don't know ever since i got out of my relationship with evan i've really tried to work on myself and like my mental health and just who I am as like a woman. And even though a lot of people don't understand it, it's like, I'm just trying to be the absolute best person that I need to be in my one life I've been given. So at the end of the day, it felt like it was the right thing to do because I knew what she was going through and I knew how confused and like lost she must be. So I texted her. I didn't call her. I didn't want to talk to her on the phone. And it was just like the floodgates were open. I mean, she just started telling me everything and she was asking me a million questions and I was just kind of reassuring her like, you know what, like this is what he does. Like, I'm really sorry that you believed in him, but like it doesn't, nothing you're saying right now is surprising. 
like at all whatsoever. The only thing that's surprising me is like how quick it happens because I thought he would probably keep it together a little, little bit longer. And we just talked for weeks and weeks and weeks and um, I really helped her through it. And um, she made it clear in her YouTube videos. She was still very lost and manipulated. So she was still talking to him. And I mean, I knew I wasn't stupid. I'm one of those people that like act like I don't know things, but like, like I actually know things. <laughs> So I was just like letting her do her thing and she kept asking me to do like a funny YouTube video with her and I, I mean, you know, besides talking with you about it in my last YouTube videos, I'm really trying to move forward. So I kept telling her no, no, no. And then she finally dropped her YouTube videos and it was like the stuff that she said was just next level, dropped a bomb on everyone and it got to the point where I had no choice but to address my my past relationship with Evan because People were just kind of thinking I was okay with being in an abusive relationship and like I was just fine and like I was just getting a lot of questions. So it got to the point where I had no choice but to clear the air and just do my videos and move on. You weren't mad at her for doing her video, were you? Like because it forced you no. to do yours? No, 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 no. I wasn't mad at her at all. I was actually very, very supportive. Um, she actually even sent me some clips of her videos before she um, would post them and a would ask me advice like, is this too much? Because she was still very angry. And I think you can sense the difference in our videos, how she's still very much in it emotionally and mine are very much like, I'm done and over it. Like, here's the facts and I'm like laying it out. Um, I'm more upset over like what I'm dealing with now just because I was in an abusive situation for so long where she's still kind of wrapped up in Evan. Um, but no, I was very, very supportive of her and, um, not mad at her at all about the videos. And actually I will say Morgan, um, Morgan is very good about warning me about things. So every time like she goes to do a podcast and my name is mentioned, like she'll let me know. She'll be like, by the way, like this is exactly what was said. So I'm not ever blindsided by anything because she's very aware of how I'm really trying to move on. Like I'm not... I don't like being attached to Evan in such a public way anymore. Like I want, like you watched at the end of my YouTube video, like I want my happily ever, ever, ever after. Like I want my person. So she was very, very respectful of the fact that I didn't want to do a YouTube video or, with her. And I was very supportive of her doing her own videos. Yeah. And I don't want to sit here and rehash everything that Morgan said oh, no. in her videos and you said in yours. But for those that didn't watch it, first off, I would tell you, to go look it up on YouTube. Go look up Morgan yeah. Lohler uh, on YouTube. And she did, I think, three videos. Maybe it was, was it two she or three? She did a lot. Yeah. She I did, don't know. Yeah. She, she did, did two or three video. videos where she literally broke down from the second her and Evan left Temptation Island season one till yeah. the second they he left her high and dry in Virginia the day before they were set to move to L.A. together. Yep. You have to listen to it yourself. I can, me and you rehashing it can't do it justice. Um, and, and it would take a million years <laughs> and it would take for, yeah it would take forever same thing with you if you if you haven't heard if any of you out there listening haven't heard Casey go over yeah. her uh, past with Evan I would go look for it uh, on YouTube and yeah. the big the, the gist of the whole thing is not because everyone's just like well you know in terms of naysayers or haters whatever you want to say it's more yeah. along the lines of I don't know get over it or your fault for you know staying with him that 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 probably came up a lot. Your fault for staying with him. How did yeah. how did you continue to stay with somebody who was you have nothing good to say about him now, 
but yeah. this was happening in a relationship. Why'd you stay? But, you know, that goes into a lot of deeper things. And I think you dove into this in yours was yeah. just mind manipulation, mind fucking and, um, you know, almost being trapped and feeling like you oh, couldn't yeah. couldn't get out of it. But the biggest thing that you were dealing with and what I've noticed through listening to Morgan and listening to you is you're dealing with someone who I'm not going to diagnose him, but one thing I, one thing I do know based on, but both of you have said is he is a compulsive liar. And when you're dealing with someone who's a compulsive liar, yeah. Someone that serious, it's, it's not as easy as just saying, well, you lied. I'm done. I'm out of here. It's not. No. And so go ahead and expand on, like yeah. I said, not going into your video, but expand on exactly yeah. kind of the no, gist we can of talk things. About it. You know I'm comfortable talk- talking to you about anything. Yeah. Um, so a few things, f- first off, that I wanted to say um, from my video. After I did it, their overwhelming response was positive. Like I actually got a crazy amount of apologies from people that had been hating on me for years. I mean like the amount of apologies I received was actually overwhelming. It made my family emotional. It made me emotional. It was insane. And I had a lot of people that actually went on Hulu and rewatched my season after watching my video and they were like, holy shit, like so much makes sense now that didn't make sense until we watched your YouTube video. Yeah. And the thing that I want to say is with someone like Evan, I mean, especially when you grow up with someone like Evan, and this is actually very sad. And again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what he's been diagnosed with, but I watched Evan deteriorate over time. (laughs) So Evan was not always the Evan that he is today. There was actually a point in time where Evan was terrified of becoming what he has become today. And he really wanted to be a good person. And he he knew that he had serious issues. He was very aware of it. So I think that's why it made it so hard for me specifically because I grew up with this person. Like I've literally – like we went to the same middle school. Like we went to rival high schools. Like we met each other and like kissed for the first time when we were 19. So – for me, just being an empathetic person and after everything he went through with his family, it was hard for me to give up on him because I knew how damaged and flawed he really was and I just wanted to help him. But then it got to a point, like what we were just saying, the pathological lying, and I, I'm going to be totally honest right now. I didn't even realize how bad the pathological lying was until after TI because I finished filming TI And then people started reaching out to me, like, from cast and production with, like, questions, obviously. And everyone thought, like, insane things about me. They thought that I just stayed at home and did nothing, that Evan is, like, crazy wealthy. And my mind, I was, like, blown away because these lies were just so over the top. And I always knew, like, he had a lying problem. I said that in my video. But I didn't realize, like, the gravity and magnitude of the lying problem until after T.I. And, um... Honestly, I I worry for him. I feel bad for him because he's clearly um, very, 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 very sick. So, yeah, dealing with someone that's a pathological liar, unless you're in it, you can't fully understand. But it's a type of manipulation and abuse that, like, it really brainwashes you, like, full-blown. Like, I was brainwashed. I was not the person I am today. My family knew I was brainwashed. My friends knew I was brainwashed. And unless you've experienced it, you just really – you can't speak on it because you're just, you're going to sound ignorant. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, I when I listened to it and I and I watched it and it's stuff that um, you had told me in the past uh, in text conversations before, but to you you know to to watch your YouTube video to listen yeah. to details because you had notes taken where you because you didn't want to forget stuff and you wanted no. to this wasn't just a stream of consciousness thought of like oh I remember one time when we were dating and he did this like no. it was it was like hey this is, yeah all planned out it was. This is what he did. Uh, I, you know, you have receipts of everything. And, yep. you know, this was, um, again, for those that didn't see it yet, I would go watch Morgan and uh, and Casey's YouTube it's, videos. It's eye-opening for sure. Yeah. And look, I don't want this to be a, you know, by, by doing that, it's almost like, well, gee, Steve, let's pile on Evan now. And it's like, look, I, you know. I don't know Evan other than the times that I spoke to him, the two times that he was on my podcast, but also the two times he was on my podcast, I didn't know what I know now about him. So I can't put much stock into what he told me on those podcasts because I know he is a compulsive liar because I've seen certain receipts. So that's the thing where I'm going to be like, okay, I don't want to pile on the guy because I, there's a part of me and I'm sure there's a part of you. You can't, You've moved on from him, but he's still a guy that was a major part of your life. You, yeah. If I, if if you found out something bad happened to Evan, you would still it would hurt. I know. It oh would. yeah, no, I think about it all the time. Like yeah. it's a regular thought because I know how like not okay he is. So yeah, like I'm. I love that like we're bringing awareness to this type of issue because it's actually extremely common, but people don't understand it. And I feel like me and Morgan truly are helping people all over the world. But at the same time, I think everyone needs to remember that this is not like a normal individual that is just like being an asshole to be an asshole. Like there's something actually very wrong with him. And like, we all need to like, yeah, like let's say the facts, but at the same time, like just let him be. And like, he needs to heal and figure his shit out. (laughs) And it's almost like, look, it's a, it's, I don't think he'll listen because it's coming from his two exes, but yeah, Evan needs help. And I don't know if he, (laughs) When he hears, and that's basically what your videos were. Like this guy needs help. He's, yeah, he's going down a path that's not good right now. Not and, good. <laughs> and someone needs to intervene. Someone needs to step in. But we don't know who's close to him anymore. It seems yeah. like the f- people that he does hang out with are more enablers than people looking to try and get him 100%, help. Yeah. A thousand percent. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's just like, look, we can say it till we're blue in the face. You can say it. Morgan can say it, but. Hopefully it gets through to him. Somebody somewhere gets through to him because even though I don't know the guy, I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. No, you know, no. And And I I think people forget that like we're human and this is actually like, yeah, it's crazy that it played out on a reality show in such a public way. And like, yeah, it made season one entertaining as hell. I mean, two years later, people still want to ask us about it, watch YouTube videos, podcasts. But it's like at the end of the day, it's it's our real life. Like this is real shit that we deal with on a daily basis. So I think people forget that. (laughs) Oh, for sure they do. And that's where it's just like, look, this is more of a cry for help for him and hopefully yeah, definitely hopefully he gets around to it and 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 listens at some point um, yeah or else he's headed down a road that just doesn't that just doesn't look good and you know yeah one thing i wanted to say about bringing up receipts is i did have a few people because i think i posted like Back in the day, I posted like one screenshot of the like pages of text messages I had after TI from him. And they were like, oh, like 
he was just being nice to Casey, like saying he was like on a Pentagon tour, like he wasn't doing anything inappropriate. I'm like, okay, what about like the one where he's saying I'm etched into every fabric of his life and it's far from over and he's calling me little bird and telling me he loves me. I'm like, freaking Steve, you've literally seen them all. Like, I'm like, this guy was saying the craziest things and people are finally just now believing it. But I literally was labeled like I was the psycho, like I was the pathological liar for two years in front of the world. It's well, insane. He was saying all that stuff while he was literally either sitting right next With to Morgan, Morgan or yeah. driving out there to see her. Uh, it just, yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was nuts. Um, it was nuts. <laughs> but like I said, I, I didn't want to spend too much time on it, but you want to know the story and the, and the lies that this guy told over the course of numerous years together with you and in the one year that he was together with Morgan. I don't even know sometimes if... You put me in a room and said, Steve, come up with the best, most creative lies you can come up with about yourself. If I could yeah. come up with the stuff that Evan did, I just, no, it, it's yeah. bizarre it's lies. Like, yeah. I, and like for no reason. Yeah. Like there's no reason. Like me and Morgan both, like we're, we're very different, but, but we also have a lot of similarities. We're both very low maintenance girls. Like I don't need to be with a guy that has a lot of money that has like a trust fund. Like it just, the lies that he says are just literally for no reason. Like there's no purpose for them. Yeah. I mean, saying he owned bars and, oh, I have this going and this going when he had nothing. And had, yeah. and had nothing in his bank account. It's just like, okay, that's some serious, like you said, next level. Yeah. Um, I, I want to switch gears now and talk about something that has come up recently with you. And, yes. And it's, and it's fascinating to me because <laughs> I will be the first to admit, I, when I had first heard of, well, the story is you have started an OnlyFans account. And yes. Your OnlyFans account is... um. Pictures of yourself, not nudes and not no. and not porn. Nope. So this this is where I come in and say, for the longest time, first off, I don't know how long OnlyFans has been around. This seems like a fairly new thing. Six months, twelve months. I mean, I, I honestly just like got something through. Uh, I don't really know. Yeah, <coughs> I um, think it's been and maybe. I don't know, maybe a few years, but it got really popular. I want to say the last like year or two, like yeah. really popular. Okay, yeah, it, it became a thing. And when I first heard about it, I think the first way I heard about OnlyFans was Chad Johnson from The Bachelor, and he yep. basically started a porn career. And I'm like, I don't get how this works. So you just pay a monthly fee, and you can watch Chad Johnson jerk off. What, who the fuck wants Pretty to much. do this? And I know, right? But then it turned into. He started doing collabs with other women, and basically he is selling himself having sex with women on his OnlyFans accounts, which is <laughs> which is copyright protected. So I'm just like, I just had such a bad taste in my mouth of this thing. Yeah. And then, especially because it's Chad Johnson. Yeah. And especially it's Chad, and I had people reaching. I saw the ad that Chad put out on Craigslist to recruit women. I had women Ugh. he did recruit contact me and say. This is what this guy's doing. So I, yeah, Insane. I, so I got dragged into it somehow and it just, it gave it the whole, so the whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth. But then I started yeah. to realize I thought only fans was literally just for porn or nudes. That's what I thought it was. And to be honest, <laughs> I thought that same thing until like a few months ago. Yeah. And come to find out it's not the bottom line is I could start an only fans account tomorrow and put 
a newsletter on it. You pay a monthly yep. fee to get a newsletter from Reality Steve. I could put my spoilers on OnlyFans. Yep. I could do private emails. Yeah. You pay whatever I set it at. You pay four ninety nine a month, and you can privately email me. It has nothing to do with strictly nudes porn. and porn. But do no. a lot, do a lot of people use OnlyFans for that? Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, but you have decided to. So just take us through your thought process of why you decided to to start an OnlyFans account. And like we said, it's not you. You're not gonna. I'm sure you've been hit up by guys saying, "Hey, will you send me a video of you <laughs> playing with yourself or something?" <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you've gotten it. Um, but um, I've gotten some funny requests. Yes. <laughs> so, but just just explain like what uh, your thought process um, of why you wanted to do it and. And what you do do on your OnlyFans account. And shit, pitch yourself to anybody listening who wants to maybe purchase your OnlyFans account. Yeah. So basically, um, as I think most people know that follow me, I was an executive assistant for almost two years before this whole pandemic happened. Um, In March, I got laid off from my job, which honestly was kind of a blessing in disguise because I wasn't really happy there at all. I feel like it was kind of like a universe God sign to like, finally like push me out of my comfort zone um and I had always known about OnlyFans and I always knew like it was girls doing like porn and nudes and making like a shit ton of money and it always kind of bothered me because I'm like damn like I want to do something like that but I don't want to do like porn and like show myself naked but I want to be like paid for my content like what the hell yeah so I was actually in Dallas um, on one of our like Fab Four trips with the guys. Carl and Javen were there as well. Um, and when we get together, all of us, we really – I think we kind of inspire each other because all of us are like very much like work hard, play hard type of people. And we all have like our different ventures and we all still do like social media and reality TV and like entertainment stuff. So we all kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And I just kind of threw it out there at lunch one day. I was like, what if I did OnlyFans? But and at that point, what I was going to do is I was going to do like lingerie pics, but wear a stormtrooper mask. So no one knew it was me. But every single like picture was going to be like crazy lingerie pics with a stormtrooper mask. And they were like, damn, Casey, that's actually like a really good idea. And so then I just kind of went from there and I was like, no, I was like, you know what? Like, screw it. Like, I'm going to break this freaking stigma. Like, I'm going to post content on there that I don't post anywhere else. If people want to see it, they have to subscribe and I'm going to be myself because like, yeah, any girl can be hot and show their naked body and do requests, but not any girl can be hot and lingerie and have like a fire personality and like be funny and like have good conversation and DMs and like do funny cooking videos. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it my own little network. So I just said, screw it. And a bunch of my friends and even my family, they all were like, Casey, like you're going to get heat. Like people are going to assume you're doing porn. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be the first one to like change that. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to make it my own little show. And honestly, it's been like a week. And I'm not going to get in how much money I've made. But it's been pretty freaking successful so far. And I haven't even really done, like, insane content yet. I've done – I've just done, like, some selfies, some um, cute, like, lingerie pics. But eventually I want to do, like, workout videos on there. I want to do, like, funny cooking videos, um, more, like – um studio type photo shoots but yeah it's been going well um 
I actually have other reality stars and other social media people reaching out to me now asking me like how I'm doing it, how it works. Do I really not have to post nudes? And I don't know, man. I just think be be a leader, not a follower. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. I mean, you've done well for yourself and you've only had it, I think, two weeks now or something like that. Yeah. And you know, for, for those that are asking, and I have this question, I, I think I, I think I know the answer to it, but people are like, so how is that any different than anything else um, that you post on Instagram? So basically what it is is someone would go to your OnlyFans page and whatever mm-hmm. whatever your monthly subscription is, whatever you have it set for. What is your monthly yeah. price right now? Mine is 20 Okay, so 20 bucks. You pay 20 mm-hmm. bucks, and for 30 days, you get whatever content that Casey chooses to put up on her exactly. OnlyFans page. Now, you don't, like I said, we don't do nudes and you don't do porn. You post a picture of a lingerie pic. If someone screenshots that pic and sends it out to a message board or sends it out and it ends up, mm-hmm. you end up seeing it somewhere online, then what can you do? You can stew the hell out of them and press charges because you have a copyright notice in there. And um, everyone has a copyright notice. Well, anyone that's like smart and running it like an actual business has a copyright notice immediately in their feed. Um, and actually all of my content on OnlyFans, in whether it's a video, whether it's a picture, it actually has my like link at the bottom. It's like OnlyFans.com slash Casey Next Door. So if they screenshot it and post it somewhere else, like you can see my link on the picture. So yeah, that's actually something I just had that something like that happen. Nothing got leaked, but someone threatened me in a Reddit group. They're like, I'll get to see your nudes when they get leaked on here. And in my mind, I'm just like, honestly, I hope that happens so I can sue the hell out of you. Yeah, (laughs) Unless you can never trace who took the screenshot. That would be the issue, right? Because what if someone took a screenshot and just posted it somewhere under you know, obviously they would never post it under their real name. So that's, that's the thing that would get tricky. But that's where you're protected in, in OnlyFans is... Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's why, like, the porn industry and, like, um, they really took off with OnlyFans because, number one, they're, you're allowed to post 18-plus content, whereas Instagram, Twitter, like, you can't. And then, number two, like, you can have a copyright notice, so everything is protected on your page. So that's why it was so appealing to the porn industry. But, um, yeah, I'm yeah, definitely – I mean, even Shari and Javen, they both have OnlyFans now. And the three of us, we we kind of brainstorm together all the time. And they do theirs – it's like fitness and lifestyle stuff that they don't post on their regular social media accounts. And they have people subscribe to them as well. So I think it's just a matter of time that the more people that start doing it the way I'm doing it, I mean, it, it's going to be a matter of time before it's the norm. Yeah, and the stigma being it's not just for porn and nudes. Exactly. that's where I guarantee 95% of the people listening right now, before we just went over that, probably thought it was for porn and nudes. I did up until a hundred percent. And that's kind of my MO. Like since I was like a little kid, I've always been the person that like take, like if I want to do something, but other people like look down on it or whatever, it's like, I'm going to take that idea and I'm going to turn it into my own thing. And like, that's what I did with OnlyFans. It's like, screw this. All these bitches are making like crazy amounts of money a month, like to freaking post themselves and naked. Like I'm going to make money doing the same type of thing, but like not actually showing anything and I'm actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's great. And I think that the people look, I I've heard stories of the women who do do porn on that thing. 
yeah. the bank that they're making. I mean, it's... Oh, no, that's the thing. <laughs> I will make that clear. Like, some of those girls are making, like, 30, 40, 50K a month. Yeah. Me not posting my titties, I'm not going to be making 30, 40, 50K a month, okay? Yeah. But is it going to be a nice source of income? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And you might, and people might think like, whoa, are you serious? Yes, we're serious. That's the type of money. Dead serious. These yeah. girls are like millionaires. Yeah. Like they, it's a business. They are hustling and they are making crazy amounts of money trying to retire real quick so they don't have to show anything ever again. Yeah. And it's not like, and it's not like they're just shooting it on their iPhone and turning their iPhone around and, you know, I mean, maybe some are doing it that way, but you know, they've got a lot of them. It's quality. Yeah. They've, they're hiring camera crews. They're hiring, yep. they're getting the perfect, you know, backlighting in there. Yeah. Um, the ring lights and all that stuff. Like it's hundred percent. It's a thing. And I, I, I respect the hustle now before I would have laughed at it. I respect the hustle. I don't really yeah. think, you know, the stuff that Chad's doing, if you want to go the porn route, I mean, that's your own deal, but that guy's also headed down a road that I don't think is all that positive right now. So no, definitely not. Um, seems to be doing a lot more talking about how much, you know, when, when Chad constantly has to tell people how much he's making and how great he is. Oh and, my God. Yes. I'm going to start a porn palace flag that they're actually broke and like not who they say they are. If yeah. you're always talking about money and posting about it, red flag, which is, which is all he does. And he's got his porn, yeah. his porn palace. Uh, I think we heard about four months ago and it still hasn't come to fruition. So oh I don't know. God. Maybe, maybe it'll start tomorrow and Chad Johnson will be the king of porn in two years. And we'll, be, <laughs> and we'll all be bowing at his feet. I tend, right. to, I tend we'll to guess otherwise. Back. <laughs> yeah, I tend to guess otherwise. But you know, who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been I've been alerted to the, some of the stuff that he's saying and doing, and it just it's a lot of talk. It's a lot of talk. Yeah. And unless you literally show us uh, your bank account, it's just it's just words to me. I don't really yeah. care. And and the fact that he thinks that's the end all be all in life kind of shows that his priorities are a little bit out of whack. Yeah. yeah, just a tad. <laughs> so, I mean, but look, I, I, I'm glad that you're doing it, um, or I'm happy that you're doing it. You're, you said you're only, it's onlyfans.com and backslash Casey, Casey next door. Next door. But you've, but and you will promote it on your Twitter. It's on your Instagram account. So anybody yeah. that follows you on Instagram, um, that wants to they have access to it yeah it's just you can just swipe up and it'll bring you right to your page yeah where you sign yeah. up and then once you're because i don't like overly promote it yeah. on my um like i promote i'll do like one picture like here and there with like a swipe up but i'm not like overly promoting it but i still get like subscribers every day so people are definitely clicking the links so i think that's the biggest thing if you're trying to promote anything like that like only fans um youtube if your youtube is monetized definitely have it in a link in your bio because people do click those all the time and not only is it just well casey wow so you got a few subscribers what if they don't subscribe the next month you don't understand once you're in it once you're subscribed to casey's page yes you get her content that she puts out on her page every month mm -hmm. but you also can tip her um, yep i got a tip yesterday <laughs> you can just send a tip or you can also request something that you want personally and I think, yeah. and honestly, I, I've I've spoken to people about this, and um, I I I did a little digging on OnlyFans because I was just so curious about it. Yeah, um, and they were saying like, look, it's more along the lines of because I was like, why would somebody pay 
not just for Chad Johnson, anybody on. Why would somebody pay for that when porn is free? I don't get mm-hmm. it. Why would you pay for someone? And it's it, about the personality and the talking with them. Exactly. And it was more yeah. like, look, once you're in and you're a subscriber to somebody's page, if you if someone emails you and says, Casey, really liked you on Temptation Island, think you're sexy, loving these pics, can you send me um, uh, a, a boosty A pic or something like that? By you personally sending them a message for X amount yeah. of whatever you want to charge them, that's where that's the hook for them. It just it's yeah. this personal feel of wow, Casey Campbell, who I watched on TV, who I find ridiculously sexy, is messaging me back and sending me <laughs> something. Like that's what they yeah. look at it as. And that's honestly like most of my my like income that I'm making from OnlyFans isn't even from su- subscribers like monthly subscription. It's from exactly that. So my um, subscribers, everyone's actually been very respectful. Like it's been a really good experience so far, knock on wood. Um, But that's where I'm making most of my money is because they like talking to me like for real. Like I just answer my DMs daily. It's like normal everyday conversations. Um, And then like sometimes they'll want something like they'll be like, oh, like can you send like a booty pic and like bikini bottoms? And it's like, okay, like here you go. And like, they'll pay for that. Or like one guy wants me to wear like my black lingerie outfit with like black boots and like take a picture in that. So it's just, I don't know. It's just, I have my boundaries and I have my limits and they're set. And I have, I have had people ask me for things that are over my limits and I very clear with them. It's like, nope, I'm not going to do that, but I can do this. Or like, if you have something else in mind and everyone's very respectful, but that's what they're paying for is the interaction with the person and the person's personality, because you can literally go on Pornhub right now and watch porn, but you can't talk with an actual person that has a personality and like is joking around with you asking about your day and like you're asking about their day and then you get cute pictures from them. Can you go live on your OnlyFans? I'm still like try, like learning about it all because I have had people ask me that like people want me to go live and like talk with them the way I do on my IG. Um, I think you can, but I'm not sure how to do it yet. So okay. I'm still learning all of those type of things. But I think that is a, I think you can. And then for those that don't know, a big thing that happened in only in the OnlyFans world within the last couple of weeks. Oh my God, Bella Thorne. <laughs> so Bella Thorne <laughs> started an OnlyFans account. And she promised people, hey, um, she did like a pay pay per view message, which is something that I actually do. Like I'll send out like a mass message in the morning and it's like a cute flirty like video of me like in my blanket in the morning or something, not showing anything, but it's like sexy. And she told everyone like pay to open this message. It's two hundred dollars and it's a nude. But then everyone freaking paid for the message and it's her in lingerie. So she like, like scammed an insane freaking amount of people. And now it's affected like all of OnlyFans and the entire like pay structure because she made millions of dollars and everyone wants their money back. And everyone wants their money back. So now you can only <laughs> the max amount of tips you can leave for somebody is a hundred. Yeah. Is it a hundred per picture or a hundred? 
total or 100 per like a I want to say it's per picture because there was like there wasn't a limit on it before and I think now it's I think it's 50 or 100 I'm not sure though okay. I'm still learning but that's why like me like I made it so clear in my bio like before you even subscribe like exactly what you're signing up for because I think that's what people really need to remember when you're doing something like OnlyFans it's like it is a business and like you are taking people's money so you don't want people to think it's something that it's not so like i'm very clear that there's like no nudity i'm very clear that if you guys like start like harassing me or asking for things i'm not okay with like you're gonna get kicked off like you have to make it clear like they're getting what they're paying for <laughs> and what is the other thing about pride what did the her um bella doing that do to private messages in terms of money you can make off that I think it capped it. Like we were just saying, I think it's like you can't go more than 50 bucks. Oh, it's 50 on a private message. Yeah. Picture, and I think like, the tip is 100. And tipping is 100. Okay. So that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. before, I think it was, I didn't even have a cap. I didn't even think. I don't think there was a cap because no one's ever scams people yeah. like that before. Like it's never been like that big of, big of a deal. And because she's so famous, like I think she made like two freaking million dollars in like a weekend. Yeah. So OnlyFans, like they take a cut of everything that we make. So they, all these people that she scammed, they're calling support, wanting their money back. So they had to dish out like an insane amount of money. So it affected like. OnlyFans creators everywhere, like yeah. with getting their paychecks and paying their rent and bills. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it maybe it'll go back up after this settles down. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you could have, you could someone before this Bella Thorne thing happened. Somebody could have emailed you and said, "Casey, I will pay you five thousand dollars if you send me a pic of you in bed in lingerie." And they and it could have been it could have happened. Like, yeah, it could not anymore. Now it's fifty bucks. It's capped. Um, yeah, if you send crazy. them a private message, it's crazy. But you know, like I said, it's. The hustle is there, and it's not just a porn site. Let's make that no, make that clear not. now. And like people, one of my guy friends, because I talked with him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, I knew about OnlyFans way before people knew about it for porn. Like, I would go on it to look at like travel blogs and like learn like c cooking stuff. Like, literally, like you can go on to someone's OnlyFans, and it's like a blog of all the places they've traveled and different like restaurants they ate at. There's like." people that do just like cooking people that just do workouts like there's all sorts of different types of profiles you can subscribe to lifestyle fashion it's just that porn there's no other social media site that you can literally pay to see anyone you want doing porn and nudes <laughs> so yeah. and then for the porn industry like you're a porn star you don't have to use a manager anymore you can just manage your own business so it's perfect for the porn industry but no it's definitely used for a lot more than just that yeah and i don't want my fans thinking that i'm actually considering moving my spoilers to a pay site i'm i'm not using only fans i was just curious about the industry when the yeah, whole, you could definitely yeah. When when I heard about the Chad stuff and I saw him promoting it, I'm like, wait, what is this? What is he doing? I didn't want to be ignorant about it because I wanted to talk. There's a couple times on my live on Sunday nights where I have talked about Chad and the and what yeah. he was doing, and I was just I didn't want to sound ignorant, and I just wanted to make yeah. sure I was I knew what I was talking about. I was like, okay, this is how it works. I had no idea. I just I didn't understand, and I get it now. And like I said, there's yeah. there's a hustle there. I he's doing you know he's doing straight porn and. Being he's a, doing the being most. A, yeah, and <laughs> being a pig about it and, you know, shoving it in your face on, on his Instagram stories and stuff like that. But, you know, right. whatever. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, congratulations on that. And like you said, you can sign up at OnlyFans.com backslash Casey Next Door, K-A-C-I. Yep. 
Um, before we head out of here, I had a question just following your um, Instagram account and your stories. You're obviously a big uh, TV watcher. You get caught up on a lot of movies and Netflix shows yep. and stuff like that. I have a, I have a, um, and, and what's a question. I'm, I'm going to give you two guys and, uh, you need to tell me which I'm trying to determine which one you like more based on what, what I've seen you say on uh, oh, Instagram. God. I'm so, nervous. <laughs> so which, which, so who would you prefer? Okay. Zach Efron. <laughs> oh God. He's or, yummy. or Jacob Elordi. Oh God, you're really giving me <laughs> tough ones. One of them is like six five, and one of them is five eight. Yeah. Um, one see. of them's also thirty two, and one of them's twenty three. There's also that. Yeah. Okay. So Jacob Elordi, yeah, he's hot. Love him in the kissing booth. He's like tall. He's ripped. But yeah, he's super, super young. He's like hopping all, all over the place. Like I think he just dumped Zendaya and is now with like Kaya Gerber. I don't know. He just seems like – honestly, he kind of seems like an, an Evan but yeah. like not as bad. And then – but he's crazy hot. Don't get me wrong. But Zach Efron, I don't know. I just love him. Like he was like my type when I was like in high school and he was doing high school musical. And now he's like a freaking 32-year-old man and he's like ripped and scruffy and I don't know. That Like his new show on Netflix, that like nature show. What that? What, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I know, if, I I know from watching your – I know for the nature. I, I know from watching your Instagram stories what it was because I had no idea yeah. he was even doing that. And then I saw no, – No, I just watch it for him. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. so hot. You're like, Zach can get it. That's what – you basically yeah. said. <laughs> no, Zach Efron, I would I would definitely go with Zach Efron a hundred percent. He's yeah. my age, he's hot. Yeah. I, and I he's mean, like smart as hell. And I and I know that Jacob Elordi is like the new he's like the new one because Kissing Booth, yeah, um, Euphoria, where Euphoria. all the women really that was everyone is into him. That he's was hot. the start of him being, you know, the it the new it young boy now. Um, yeah. But yeah, and he's and he's got the I mean, you know, because in in Euphoria, you know, he just I, – I had no – because this happens a lot, obviously, with acting. I had no idea he was – he had an accent. I had no idea he was from overseas. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Where is he from? Is he British or is he – I want to say – actually, I want to say Australian. Australian. I was going to say European or Austra- – British or Australian. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, it's one of those because I never hear him with an accent. But, yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't he an accent in Kissing Booth. Here. Didn't have it in Kissing Booth. Didn't ha- doesn't have it in Euphoria. So yeah, um, okay. I just yeah. wanted to, I just wanted to see uh, if you had to choose and you were forced to choose Zach. <laughs> Zach, so Zach can get it. It me. wouldn't even be that hard of a choice, honestly, because it's like now I'm like a mature. Like if you would have asked me this like five years ago, a hundred percent would have picked Jacob. <laughs> but <laughs> now that I'm like a strong, confident woman, I'm like you know what, Jake is a little fuck boy. He's 23 years old. I'm. All- 31 like we're going with zach because he's like hot as fuck funny can sing he's smart but he's also like stable <laughs> you yeah. know and like knows who he is i think i saw today I, did you see this that he, he was holding hands with a new girl zach zach or yeah. jacob i no. thought it was jacob is no holding Jake, hands. no jacob too zach uh efron has a new girl Ooh, i'm gonna google as soon <laughs> as we get off <laughs> her name is Everything you need to know. Two hours ago, I was on People.com. Everything you need to know about Zac Efron's new flame, Vanessa oh Valadares. V-A-L-L-A-D-A-R-E-S. Is she a nobody or is she somebody? She is. 
She doesn't have a ton of Instagram followers. She is. Oh, I love that. Sat, he was photographed having lunch with her Saturday at a beachside cafe in Australia. She works as a waitress. Oh, so she's a normal person. Yeah, I love she's that. she's a normal girl. She's got a booty on her. Um, love but it. she does I'm do here for all of this. She does do some modeling, but she's only got six. She's got sixteen thousand followers on Instagram. See, the, I just like Zach even more yeah. because of that. You know, like he's just, he likes who he likes. She doesn't have to be famous. She doesn't have to be like an IG model, just a regular girl. Yeah. She does modeling, but she's not like, she's certainly not a deep. Uber. Yeah. She, IG she's not like you go on her Instagram and it's nothing but her boobs out in front of your yeah. face. Like she's it's classy. She's yeah. She's uh yeah. So she works as, she works as a, uh, I guess at this restaurant, this Byron Bay general store and cafe in Australia. And wow, he was seen holding hands with her. So I guess that's his new thing. Uh, I love it. Vanessa Valadras. Valadras. I stand. Uh, I've never said go. that in my life. That's the <laughs> first time I ever said that. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, Casey, thank you so much uh, for coming on. It's, of o- course. it's always a blast talking to you. Uh, when, Sometime in between January and March, when I'm assuming Temptation Island three will yep. be airing, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you we'll back chat. on, and <laughs> we'll have you back on to talk a little Ti three. So um, sounds yeah. like plan. Definitely. Uh, good luck with OnlyFans. Take care, and obviously we will definitely uh, be in touch. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much to Casey for coming on. I think I say this every time I do have her on. If you were listening to my podcast back during season one of Temptation Island when Casey was a weekly guest, we had her on 11 straight weeks at, you know, to talk about the episodes and stuff like that. Listening to her then and then listening to her now, it's night and day. It's a completely different person. You can hear uh, how confident she is. Back when she was on, you could tell that she was still just in kind of shock of what happened to her on season one when Evan left with Morgan. But now uh, the confidence just shines through. I love talking to her. I love hearing from her. And I did want to have her on because I really did want to talk about this OnlyFans thing because I do, I do think it it did have a stigma to it. Probably, I, I probably contributed to that stigma. Um, but like I said, I could start OnlyFans tomorrow and just send out a newsletter and send out my spoilers on that. I never will. I'm not going to charge you guys uh, for spoilers because my website uh, makes me money that way. But it's more than that. Uh, I think I think the other thing that's going to take off on OnlyFans is probably fitness stuff, where people that do workouts that you see them put it on their Instagram stories or put it in their Instagram feed. Now they can just say, "Hey, for nine ninety nine, look at my workout today." And you know you can set your prices on anything on that. People can tip you. You can get you know personalized messages, all that stuff. So. Uh, good for her. I'm glad that she started that. And if you're interested, like again, like I said, OnlyFans.com backslash Casey Next Door. That's K-A-C-I. Well, thank you all for listening to podcast number 199. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Certainly much appreciated. Next week, episode number 200. I actually planned ahead on this one, and I'm recording with them tomorrow, which would be Wednesday the 9th. Um... I will say it is Bachelor Nation related. It is some. Uh, it is a big name from the franchise. It's not someone that has never done an interview before. It's someone that you definitely have heard from before. 
probably not too much, but it'll be interesting. And it'll be interesting because the reason I'm having them on has a lot to do with me. I'll just leave it at that. But this isn't something I'm going to tease for a week. Once I get it recorded, um, and once you're hearing this podcast with Casey on Thursday, I'll probably start tweeting about it on uh, later on today or even uh, over the weekend. So it's not going to be something that I'm, you know, promoting the hell out of and stuff like that. It's I hope you all listen to it next week for episode number 200 because I'm looking forward uh, to speaking uh, and, and conducting this podcast. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you all will listen next week as well. But crazy, 200 episodes. I never thought I'd get to 200 when I started this thing. But uh, it's all thanks to you guys uh, for tuning in. So I appreciate it. For Casey Campbell, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week with episode number 200. See you.